the dry January challenge, an odd question that pilot wives are often asked, packing food for trips, mandates, and holidays and crazy schedules. All that and more in today's mailbox question and answers edition. Welcome to the Pilot Wife Podcast, your ongoing checklist for navigating your best life as a pilot wife and aviation family. I'm your co-captain, Jackie Elmer. I've been a pilot wife for over three decades and can't imagine any other lifestyle. On the show, you'll hear stories, experiences, tips, advice, interviews with other pilot wives, pilots, aviation professionals, non-revving and travel experts also on this journey. Yes, it's a mixed bag of goods, but what life isn't? I'm here to bring you the best that the aviation life has to offer. If you have a topic suggestion, a story to share on the show, details are at the end. And if you want the Pilot Wife Survival Guide and Checklist, go to pilotwifechecklist.com. Now, stow your baggage, strap in, and let's unpack the Pilot Wife life. Welcome back to today's show. If this is your first time listening, I appreciate you being here. If you're a longtime listener, I appreciate you being here. All right, before we get started with some good stuff that's come in, I am going to do a little begging. I'm going to ask for ratings and reviews. I'm going to call it the help a gal out time. Uh, And the reason for this is a couple of things. This is how the show gets out there, gets more leverage out in the social media algorithms, in the uh, recommended shows for people to listen to. And I want to get this information out to as many people as possible. The feedback that's been coming in via email and via my website has just been amazing. And I appreciate those of you who have reached out to me and let me know that you feel like this is a great service, whether you're a longtime pilot wife, aviation professional, or new to the experience, wherever you are in this journey, I'm glad to know that it's helpful. And I always welcome your feedback, your topic suggestions, all of that. But it would really help me if you would create a review and a rating. So what I'd love to have you do is in whatever app you listen on, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, just complete a review, say a little bit about the show. And then I would love it if you would add five stars to that, take a screenshot of it, shoot it over to me, Jackie at pilotwifepodcast.com. And I'm entering your name into a drawing for some cool swag. Now I have a wine tumbler slash coffee holder. It can double as either one. Um, And you'll get to choose from a hot pink one with lips and our name on it, or just a uh, swanky black one that has the same thing. You get to choose. All right, so enough on that. Let's talk a little bit about the dry January challenge. Now, if you haven't heard of it, uh, dry January is a thing. I think it started in uh, England, Great Britain, over there somewhere. And and I started participating in this. I became aware of it. This will be my third January. So I'm running a very subtle dry January program in the aviation fitness Facebook group. So if you just go to just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash aviation fitness. You'll find us over there. Join the group. It asks you a few questions. Make sure you complete those um, and join us. It's, it's again, it's a, a very subtle group uh, or it's a very subtle challenge that I'm running. It's not to harsh anyone, but I don't know about you, but I like to, um, I call January kind of my um, 
reset month in many ways. It's when I clean out my freezer, clean out my pantry. I kind of start fresh in January. And the last couple of years, I've liked to do that with my body and with my mind and thoughts around a lot of different things, including alcohol. Um, now, I always like to say, I don't have a problem with alcohol. I have a problem with my habit. And some people will hear that and think, uh, well, that's a problem. And I've shared that before, but you have to go further with me a little bit and understand exactly what it is I mean by that. So two years ago in uh, January of 2020, I started my first dry January challenge. And I'm going to tell you, I went really strong for the first two weeks. And then my husband and I took a trip to Nashville to visit our daughter and things just fell apart. What can I tell you? <laughs> I had an epic fail. I just couldn't resist having cocktails out down on Broadway, listening to music and enjoying time with my daughter and with uh, my husband and just all that good stuff. But so it was an epic fail in terms of completing the month successful, but I picked back up when I got back home and I still felt like it was a success because it created awareness for me. Um, it created a level of clarity around certain aspects of alcohol and being in my mind for myself too much of a habitual drinker instead of a more casual social drinker it's not even that i drink a lot but what i realized is that i had fallen into a habit because i love to cook and julia child i was kind of following her philosophy you know start to cook open a bottle of wine have a glass then have a glass at dinner and occasionally have a third glass after dinner and pretty soon i realized it was just more habit than really enjoying it and i had to stop and ask myself do I really need or want to be doing this on a regular basis? So that's kind of what I mean by habit with my habit. Over in the Facebook group for January, I'm going to be sharing some education around alcohol in general. I'm going to be sharing some great mocktail recipes, uh, non-alcoholic beverage choices, uh, like non-alcoholic wines. Uh, I'm going to share some of my favorite books on the subject and some information from those. And then really some coping skills and buffering. And I say coping skills. And the reason I say a habit with my habit is one thing I learned for me, it didn't have to be alcohol that was in the wine glass or the Moscow mule copper mug or the martini glass. I just liked the whole experience of drinking out of a fun piece of beverage wear, if you will. So um, that's why I say I had a habit with my habit. Once I shifted that and I would pour club soda and a lime in a martini glass or whatever, it began to satisfy that urge that I had for a cocktail. So I'm going to be sharing a lot of that. Just again, um, you can go to aviationfitnesschallenge.com, get my little hacks for uh, better health around nutrition and fitness and aviation, and that will take you into the Facebook group too. Now quickly, uh, the Enneagram has gotten tremendous feedback from so many of you sharing your numbers with me. I have a I had a theory around pilots because my husband's a five on the Enneagram, but I will tell you that's been um, shot to hell to put it bluntly because so far I think just about every Enneagram type has come through with pilots. So there you go. But it's very interesting anyway. If you go to enneagram.pilotwifepodcast.com, you can grab that guide and um, also the link to the show that I did. I believe it is episode 11, but it has gotten tremendous feedback from all of you, and I know that you've been enjoying it. Now, 
about that odd question that pilot wives are often asked. Hey, Jackie. Um, My name is Nikki, and I've been a pilot wife now for about five years. And I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about my experience as far as cheating goes. And now my husband has never cheated on me, uh, but I have had a lot of people ask me about it. And I just found it very unusual at first. But the more people kept talking to me about it, the more it got in my head. And it made me feel like, oh, my gosh, am I wrong for not being worried about it? But like you said in your uh, part one, you have to make that choice to to choose to trust until you are given a reason not to. So I just thought that that was a really good point that you made. Thank you so much for all you do. So Nikki brings up a really good point. Why are we asked that question? I used to get asked that a lot. And quite frankly, at first, it just kind of puzzled me. I thought I I had never thought about that as a thing that a pilot would, would necessarily be more inclined to cheat. But the interesting thing was, thinking back, I did have a rule, don't date pilots, when I first started in aviation. And basically, that was based around nothing but people saying, don't date pilots. You know, they meet people everywhere they go. And I never really thought about it from an intelligent level of whether or not that would be true or not. I just kind of had that uh, thought process. And then, of course, I met my husband on my very first day on the airline job. I lived in Farmington, New Mexico. He lived in Albuquerque. We both worked for the same commuter. He flew in that very first day, second trip that I ever worked in aviation. And I thought he was kind of an arrogant jerk, to be honest. I've shared that story before. And that's a whole other story. I won't get into all that. But we knew each other for three years. I lived in Farmington. He lived in Albuquerque. I ultimately moved to Albuquerque. We didn't date. We didn't even really socialize except when the big group would get together. But I don't know, three years into it, we ended up being relocated to Nashville to open the American Airlines Nashville hub as the American Eagle there. He went into pilot management. I went into sales and marketing and we shared an office got to know each other and the rest is history. So anyway, all that to say, over time, people would ask me that. And at first it puzzled me and then it started to annoy me. And so that kind of prompted our series that I've got another show coming out. I've done an an actual interview with a former flight attendant who was married to a pilot who has a very interesting story that I think you'll find um, shocking and fascinating. And at the same time, I believe it reaffirms my theory and hers too, that being a pilot really had nothing to do with it. So that's an episode that's coming up. But if you have any feedback on why you think people ask that question, I'd love to hear it. You can always email me, Jackie, at pilotwifepodcast.com, or you can go to ask.pilotwifepodcast.com. There's a place for you to actually leave a recorded message if you want. And there's also... um, a box that you can fill in and share what it is that's on your mind. All right. So packing food, that's a, that's a common question that comes up. Now I mentioned the aviation fitness challenge. So if you go to aviationfitnesschallenge.com, it's an email series that I have um, along with uh, pilot nutritionist, Jill Monjean, who I work with in programs and in the aviation fitness Facebook group. But in that email series, I regularly provide recipes 
for simple, safe, and effective food that you can pack to go on trips. Now, I've shared this before. My pilot was a non-packer. It's just not his thing. He wasn't into it. But I do, and I'm not even a pilot or a flight attendant, but when I travel, I pack a lot of my own snacks. I always like to know what I'm eating, know that I'm going to have it, not get hangry or any of those type things. So if you're interested in, in the packing food thing, join us over in the Facebook group and sign up at aviationfitnesschallenge.com. Now, in the, uh, one of the last shows, I talked about communicating uh, communication. That was the whole foundation of the show, communication in general, not just on trips, but a lot of uh, questions came in and comments came in about that. What should they expect? Some people communicate all the time on, while their pilots on a trip. They do FaceTime, FaceTime with the kids. Some of the pilots don't. They don't communicate well. Um, and so the question kind of was asked what to expect. And my answer to that is, that's a that's a expectation and a boundary and a communication that you have to establish in your own relationship. There's not a right or wrong. Um, I know back in the day, I always talk about the dark ages before the digital age when we had texting and cell phones and all of that. Sometimes we would go almost a whole trip without talking. Sometimes we probably did go a whole trip without talking, depending on his schedules, especially back when long distance was expensive. Um, I know he used to buy prepaid calling cards where he could get it at a really discounted rate to call. You know, you, you prepaid your minutes. I mean, again, I'm talking about old school here, but that's how it went. Um, and then as, as technology came along and kids came along and we began to become better able to communicate, we used those tools. And again, there's no perfect, absolute right or wrong. You just have to set those expectations up for yourself in your own relationship. Now, I've gotten several questions that come have come in asking me to what my thoughts are on mandates, mask mandates, vaccination and medical mandates and all of that. I'm just going to say this. I'm not a fan of medical mandates, period, across the board. You do you. It's your body. It's none of my business. I'm not going to ask you your status on a million different things in terms of medical stuff. And I would hope the same for me that you're not going to ask me because quite frankly, it's none of my business about you and it's none of your business about me. And I don't feel like the latest mess that we're going through is any different. That's just my opinion. And beyond that, I'm not going to share a whole lot on thoughts or this science or that science or whatever. There's plenty of experts out there who can weigh in on that. And at the end of the day, I'm not here to change anybody's mind about any of that. So I'm going to steer clear of mandates other than just share my own. It's very frustrating to me uh, to have to wear a mask on an airplane. And that purely comes down to my own, uh, my own quote unquote medical issues around it. And part of that is and I don't know if this is why, but I had pneumonia twice as a kid. And so I've been told my lungs are compromised to to some extent. I've always been told to be careful around smokers. And so I've just avoided all that. And I don't know if that's what it is, but I literally, within about five minutes of putting a mask on, I get a horrible headache. Uh, my body just feels really different. I feel like I'm not getting enough oxygen and it's really uncomfortable for me. So from that perspective, my own, I don't like it. And I, we've lowered that requirement elsewhere. 
I'd like to see it go away on airplanes. Again, that's a personal situation for me. All right. And then kind of the final thing are the holidays and the crazy schedules. We're getting right down to the minute. And for those of you who are disappointed in experiencing that, my heart goes out to you. I've been there. But what I really learned to do, and I've shared this in the holiday, uh, you know, navigating the holidays show, which is a few back, it's what you make of it. It, it starts with your own attitude and acceptance and acknowledgement around it. And then your attitude, what you set up to do. I look back and think, gosh, some of the best memories I have of the holidays were when my pilot were home, was home. And some of my best memories of the holidays, he wasn't home for. And it's not because he wasn't home that they're my best memories. It's just that myself as, a, as an individual, and then certainly when I had kids, I made a decision to have the best possible experience I could during the holidays with or without him. First for myself, because that was important to me for mental health and, and self-care and, and enjoying it despite what was else would might be going on. And then certainly for my children. And I look back and it's kind of funny. I've, uh, we lived in Phoenix and then we relocated to Southern California for 15 years. And then for five years, we've been back in Scottsdale and, uh, my first Easter here, I spent by myself, different holiday, but it was Easter. And I had recently met my neighbor at the mailbox collecting mail. And we kind of became friends and had happy hour together once. And it was right around Easter. And, you know, I made, I, I don't even remember how it came up, but I ended up being invited to their home for Easter. I went, I had a fabulous time, one of the best Easter's ever. Um, and speaking of alcohol, it's when I discovered Grand Marnier and champagne as a little floater. That is really tasty. I'm just going to say, I don't know why I like both of those really well. And, but I had never had the experience of having them mixed together, but I did that Easter and it's still something I enjoy. I won't be enjoying it in January, but I'm just putting that out there. So all that to say, um, and, and we've spent Easter and I've spent, I spent Thanksgiving now with my neighbors. We, you know, circle circulated around from house to house and so again, it, it's, it can be crazy, it can be maddening, and it can be sad and depressing. And a lot of that is a, cho a choice. A lot of that is a choice. And a lot of that is a choice, really and truly. So um, I'm just going to encourage you to make the most of it. Reach out to other people. I've seen in the Pilot Wife Facebook groups, I've seen a number of people who are reaching out and opening their homes to others who are alone. Um, I know one particularly in the Dallas-Fort Worth area on the 23rd of December who's doing something. So reach out to me if you're going to be alone on the 23rd and, and you'd like to be connected. I will let her know and have her reach out to you um, to keep things safe. But just know that there are plenty of people opening up their homes, opening up their hearts, and wanting to help make your holiday a raving success. And I'm going to encourage you to become that person who is the... Uh, one who opens their home, their heart, and helps make other people's holidays a blast. So with that, those are the questions for today's mailbag. I wish you a happy, healthy holiday, and I will see you on the next show. If you like what you're hearing on the show, grab the Pilot Wife Checklist at pilotwifechecklist.com. And if you have a topic suggestion or a story to share on the show, go to Ask pilotwifepodcast.com. Share the show with any pilot wives, military wives, or anyone in aviation you know who might share and benefit from this similar experience. 
I'll see you on the journey.